0: Hola, y bienvenidos to Cipota Colocha Says Podcast. I am your host, Katia Quesada. Join me in the space where we talk about everything and anything that affects nuestra comunidad latina y de habla hispana. Aquí rompemos con los tabús, and we connect with others who are not only making a positive change within themselves, but they're also inspiring others in nuestra comunidad. Thank you for joining me in this space, and let's dive into today's episode. Bienvenidos a todos. Welcome to Cipota Colocha Says. I am your host, Katia Quesada. I am joined by a special guest, Carla. How are you? Thank you for joining me again.
1: You're welcome.
0: Take two. Two. (laughs) two. (laughs) (laughs) For anyone who is listening, um, this is actually the second time Carla and I are recording. The first time around, it was great. I thought the Riverside FM program saved it. Turns out they didn't. I was in communication with the with the engineers. They couldn't find it on there and it was like this big thing and I'm panicking because I'm like, oh no. I had recorded your episode and another
1: episode as well. I've lost all that footage. Yay technology. <laughs> It happens. It happens. The good thing is you meet me again. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly. So I was like, okay, you know what universe this happens for a reason. Maybe Mm -hmm. it was a time or, or things needed to be shifted around in the scheduling um, world, so to speak. So here we are again, take two. And I think it's
1: going to be better the second time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. So thank you again to Carla for your patience and for rolling with the punches with me. Um, to, all of, to everyone who is joining in, go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hey, I'm Carla. I am 27 years old. I live in Chicago and I have my own podcast, Café con Chocolate, where we talk about the bitter and sweet things in our community that we don't normally talk about, the tabo, so... I'm excited. Let's do this again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now we're familiarized with one one another. So it's going to be like, I think, a lot more like a chat between amigas. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course. Right? Diving right into it. Your podcast, Café con Chocolate, it is an amazing podcast where you talk a lot about the... um, Your personal experience with trauma and um, being a sexual abuse survivor, and you just talk about it all while also setting a message of si se puede, you can do it too, we're not, our trauma doesn't define us. How did that kind of all begin?
1: It actually started for me at a very young age where I knew I was a light for everybody, but I did hit rock bottom. It was hard. I didn't even know if I was going to make it. I was in the lowest of the lows and... I felt like I was a monster it was the worst like and I now understand the saying where they say you have to be in the midst of the worst of your life in order to succeed and be better and grow from that and it was a lot of therapy since I was 14 years old at the time I was like this is bullshit I don't want to do this I don't want to do this I don't want to talk about my inner stuff now looking back and it's in a dumb like wow I needed that because now I could talk and calm things down to people, even my family. And I'm like, whew, even my nephews. And I'm like, damn, that's power. Yes. yes. And you did that. You did all that. Even though you were struggling your own self as a teenager, you did all that. And for me to say that out loud is like clapping my hands in the back. No one has to say I'm proud of me, but I'm telling myself I'm proud of me. Yes. But I'm. I'm amazed at how... I came out of that and dug myself out. It was also the support of my family, my brother, my sister, my nephews, my brother-in-law, my dad. It was all a contributing factor. Mm-hmm. But it was amazing.
0: Yeah. How did the um the idea for the podcast kind of begin?
1: It was during the pandemic. Um I wanted to talk and I'm like, I'm great at talking and social ideas. My virtue in this life that is my gift so I'm like you know what I'm gonna do it even if I have five people listen to me I will be grateful for those five and it just started and at during 2020 I actually became a very big advocate about um sexual assault and I'm just like you know what I think it's time I share my story and it's time that I don't shun away from it because I know I'm not the only one or the last one, sadly. And I want to share my story. And it was like, it was baby steps, though, because, of course, I was nervous. I was like, okay, let me start writing this out, planning it out, executing it better. So that's how I started. And And I'm like, oh, what do I love? Because I was thinking of names. It was was like I had a lot of plans and ideas.
0: (laughs) Yes. So you're... Your um can you go more into the inspiration of the title of your podcast, Cafe con chocolate? Because it's when I read it, I was like, ooh, a mocha sounds good right now, like a good cafetera that I am. Yep. But there's actually an intention to the title of your podcast.
1: It is. It was the bitter and sweet conversations that we don't normally talk about, and it's I do enjoy. Coffee and chocolate. So I'm like, why don't we just coincide with both of them since it is something I do enjoy. And chocolate represents the sweetness. cafe represents the bitterness. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, ooh, there. And they had a they had a logo for itself. And I'm like, ooh, look at that. I start with a C. Look at Carla. (laughs) Okay, just it was all a 360 for me there. (laughs) Yeah,
0: so it's great. Yeah, because I mean, chocolate, even in its pure form, cacao, it's quite Mm -hmm. it is quite bitter. And coffee is mm-hmm. like a little bit of bitter. But of course, we endulzamos a café con azúcar or, you know, la leche crema or whatever you want to add to mm-hmm. it. But, but it is a good, I think, title, not only for your program, but a representation of what it is. And I think you're, the title of the podcast does that beautifully, which I... Thank you, thank hard, you. You're welcome. I had such a hard time coming up with a title of, for my podcast because I wanted something mm-hmm. that would identify me and a nod to my culture, culture background to my culture. So I was like, Oh, Cipota is a slang term that we use in El Salvador. Mm -hmm. And then Colocha is referring to my hair and kind of my ups and down with falling in love with my ethnicity and also my physical attributes. I having curly hair it wasn't something that is or used to be celebrated as it is now. And mm-hmm. so being able to see women rocking their natural hair, I think it's mm-hmm. so, so powerful. Uh, Debbie in, your episodes are well thought out. Thanks. You have an episode in English and then you cover the same topic and then you shoot another episode in Spanish was that always the intention or where did that idea kind of begin
1: it was not the intention it was just going to be just an english thing and then all of a sudden i'm like you know what i speak spanish that was my first language let me switch it up and do it bilingual but since i am american my spanish is a little bit a colombian and mexican so it comes out in both and i'm like yeah. oh i hope they understand where i'm coming from <laughs> <laughs> yes and i think it's great because i
0: You cover, I mean, you talk about really hard things, very personal things about trauma. And um, as we mentioned before, surviving your sexual abuse, but hearing it in Spanish, um, unfortunately in the, in a lot of Latin American countries in the Caribbean, and I'm going to say just in general, when you go through hard things in life as sexual trauma, it does become a very taboo topic and there's a lot of shame and guilt that goes into it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And by you kind of being not kind of, but you being an advocate and sharing your story in another language, I think also helps spark a bit of the conversation for other for anyone who's listening, men or women, um, to kind of start mm-hmm. their their conversation and healing as well, have you had that connection with the with your audience, that feedback?
1: I have. Some people were like, sharing your story has inspired me to share mine, and it's gonna get a little emotional here, but it's like we're teaching um, nas it's okay. <laughs> yeah, then I see that cried baby, <laughs> and it's just like to me when someone tells me that it gets it gets like what like and i'm like telling them I'm, I'm grateful you're here i'm grateful you could share your story thank you we are all dealing with so much stuff yes and it's beautiful you are not that that does not define you that is part of your journey back then now you are a different person because of that nuevo because of that mm-hmm. and i know a lot of the older generations in our culture, want to shun and be like, no, 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 because they want to make that brave face. But we're like, no, this generation is going to talk about it now. There's going to be a movement because we need to change it. We need to change the narrative. And I get where they're coming from. I totally understand it. I don't, I don't disagree with, no, I do disagree with it because it's like, we need to talk about and normalize this in our conversation with kids, with everybody about consent, about, even if you're within a relationship that there is boundaries and consentment. And I think a lot of us lack that not, not like, like I lack that because it's like, we don't know what that means. What is that? What is boundaries? What is that? And like, it's like, you don't know boundaries. Well, let me teach you, you know? So it's like, yep.
0: You do a fantastic job of, of setting that example and going into, Hey, we all have our bad days. We all have, you know, perhaps we've had thoughts of suicide. Like your, your podcast, you guys listened to a couple of episodes. I mean, you dive right in there. Um, and there's also like, um, what you said in the beginning of like, thank you for being here. Thank you for surviving. Thank you. You push that so much. And I, and as a listener who has, at one point thought about suicide and wanting to die every day as a teenager um God, those words of encouragement make a world of difference. So thank you for that. Cause I think anyone who listens to it, you're like the little cheerleader in the background going, weather you can't do it nope. through. And it's so beautiful to hear that you have, you know, you have someone in your corner, but it's open in a platform to where anyone can hear it. So mm-hmm. yeah, thank you so much for what you do, because I think, I think that's so, so powerful. Uh,
1: and I, I was always like that as a kid and like, when I went through that rough patch, it was like, what? I was even shocked, you know? So now that I'm making a doll, it's like, yeah, I'm that girl, that hype girl, that cheerleader that everybody wanted. And I'm like, that is so me. And yeah. I love that I can do that. I love it because we need more people like that. The world is, um, is not as kind as we would like it to be. Yes,
0: yes. And of course, culture kind of shapes our experiences in the United States, right? Um, Mm
1: -hmm. Everyone
0: has a different experience despite being born in the United States. Mm -hmm. Which leads me into my next question. How has your cultural ethnicity inspired you to do what you do?
1: It has taught me a lot. Like even though sometimes they're we're quick to judge, you know, so quickly, I kind of change the narrative. I'm like, but why? I dig deep, deeper than that. I'm like, but why? Who? When? Like, when did this all happen? Why are you the way you are? Cause I'm that person that likes the deepness of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I've always wanted to understand the why about everybody's story. Sometimes when people don't want to share and I'm like, okay, all right, sorry, I got to respect too. But it taught me so much about, within myself to embrace all of it, embrace the chaos within both of my cultures, even though it's within me, I embrace all of it. And like, it's, it's beautiful. And I I love it.
0: Yeah, it is. It's very wonderful to hear. How are you breaking those, those generational traumas, those ethnical traumas that sometimes we are taught?
1: By actually having these tough conversations and actually changing, like I said, I'm gonna keep saying it, changing the narrative about everybody thinks. Because let's be real, racism still exists, but that is something that someone is taught, not someone that is literally is. It's someone that you got it from grandparents, parents, aunts, and uncles. So instead of being racist let's be kind let's show that we are different let's show them with hard work dedication consistency that we are the change we want to be and it's possible to change people's narratives sometimes it, they won't and that's okay too but racism still exists even though as much as Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King and all of these people fought for and sacrificed it, it still exists and it sucks. But who are we to change their minds? They're going to have a concept of us. And it's like, okay, you build that concept. That's on you. That's your opinion. My opinion is worth way more. So you just have to know to who you are and hold your ground on that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And racism also is very present in latin america you know and, and a part of it just goes back to generational um our history of being invaded and the way the system mm-hmm. was set up in order you know that you had to be of a certain skin color so the wider you are it's still kind of celebrated in latin america mm-hmm. um, the more european you can look the more it is celebrated the color cast system is very present our mm-hmm. language and Spanish, the the many different words used to describe your skin tone, it's like a proof of that. But
1: mm-hmm. hearing,
0: and I think by everyone kind of taking a step forward and breaking down the barriers and embracing the good stuff and calling out the bad stuff, even if it's in language or in behavior or and even if it's, if it's calling out someone like your parents or your grandparents, I think that's how we concise and start to break down this mentality and mm-hmm. give future generations a fighting chance and in, in, in creating that that um, message of, of quality that it hasn't been, unfortunately, too present in even mm-hmm. in America. Your experience okay. and my experience are, are perhaps um the same in the United States and then we have our own experience when traveling back home. Oh yeah, very different. Very and it's like very like a culture shock that I think not a lot of people really realize it when it's like It is. Oh my god, when I remember one of the first the first time that I went to El Salvador that I traveled back I was like 14. Mm-hmm. And you're I mean 14 as a teenager, you're dealing with a lot of Oh yeah, I was depressed. Like that was an entire. Mm -hmm. And going into the country, I remember meeting a couple of. I don't even think they were family friends. I think they were just people that were living in the neighborhood um, where my siblings live. And one of the first comments that I got was, "Wow, you're so pretty. You're so white," and that kind of struck me like,
1: "What?" Mm -hmm.
0: Which was weird to hear because. the united states we are not white
1: (laughs) correct
0: we are people of color and we proudly embrace that so being recognized for having a lighter skin tone was very shocking to me like i was Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i I was like thank you but on the inside i'm like what did you just tell me Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. yep because i actually travel every year to -hmm. mexico uh, my mom's from Acapulco, so mm-hmm. we go to um, do a traditional La Virgen Maria, you know, I'm Catholic, so we do that. Mm-hmm. And tell me why this this time, this um, past season that I went in December, uh-huh. I got, because I was wearing Uggs, like UGG shoes, the first time I bought them, a Puma backpack, and I had braids. They were judging me right away. They're like, that one, that one. And they were calling me out and they had to pat me down. I'm like, uh, and my mom was making a joke. She was saying, oh, es que te pareces de la mafia. I was like, I'm not, I'm not. though." But they see someone, they see someone that is, has money, that has money. It's like, the social class is a big deal and I'm like okay and I was so upset I was like I was so upset I was like I worked hard for these I really this is my first dogs my Pumas and I was so upset and I had Transita, so I was like you know I was on vacation so I got I got braids I was so upset I was like they. I was the last one and they had a wait for me and I'm like I was so upset I was like the audacity the audacity I'm like I'm traveling yeah. I was like, hot, hot, what? I was like, and I wanted to cry at that moment. Cause I was so upset. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, like, what do I do? How do I deal with this? And my mom, they didn't do anything with my mom, you know, cause she was casual. And I'm like, all right, let's learn here not to wear expensive stuff out here. Cause they're going to just Be discriminate judgy. me too. <laughs> I'm like, oh.
0: Yeah. No, that was one of the weirdest things. that even when I go back, I mean, I work overnight so if I barely see the sun even in the summer so I'm just mm-hmm. yucca white like I'm just gonna yucca root white like I'm just as pasty as a Latina can get <laughs> and mm-hmm. and I do have Spanish roots my mom's side of the family my grand my great-grandparents came immigrated from El Salvador I mean from Spain into El Salvador so it okay. is part of like a culture there. There is a bit of like Spanish pride there, right? There's things that are integrated. My mother speaks with like a weird Spanish accent sometimes that like slips out, but it's very prominent. Mm. Um, So it's always very weird to me because my father has like the beautiful russet skin. Like I'm looking at your skin tone. I'm like, I'm so jealous. I want to be that. like, he has that beautiful tan bronze russet skin and like more native features. So by looking at me, people are like, you're ain't native. But there is a big percentage of Mayan and indigenous roots in there. You can't. And people just judge the physical. They don't even know. They don't even know it's mm-hmm. there. And I'm like, I, I don't even look like my ancestors. I look more like the European side. Damn it. And, but people that's-, are so que- and that's celebrated. And I think that's so bizarre because, you're because again, on the flip side, people have this wrong concept that everyone's the same in the United States. And you're like, mm-hmm. Nah, I didn't like that
1: it really is no it's It's multi-universe okay so many people out here there's so many different there's so many languages we don't even know them so we're just stuck to see the american version that we're like no guys there's a whole world out here we gotta see
0: yeah and then we don't even know of yeah in a different reality that they don't even know they are like oh you live in the states so everything must be great and dandy and you're like nah it's rough out here you'd be having to fight yep, people, it is. Right? It's just it is. everybody else like any anyone else who is you know BIPOC if you ain't white mm-hmm. it's just like you know you, got, you just gotta work of course you just
1: gotta work mm-hmm. it. yeah. and it's just like okay <laughs> I know exactly but I'm just like all right and it's crazy that you said myan because my dad's Colombian but for some reason, French. We're like French descent, and I didn't even know that till I was like in high school. It's like, cause no one could say my last name right. It was Ogin Queen mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's Olguine. but you can't pronounce it It's Olguine. and I love it because my dad is is in that the dinig- I can't even say indigenous. Um, yes, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I cannot pronounce it, <laughs> and cause I look just like my father. I am his twin. And I am many ways like him. And I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. Now that I'm getting older, I'm embracing it. I'm like, oh, Right? Yeah. You learn, I think, as
0: members of the Latino, Latine, Latinx, whatever whatever term is now. You you want to call it? Yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) Whatever is the right term, right?
0: (laughs) Right. Exactly. I don't know. I get so lost sometimes. Um, Same. (laughs) It's very beautiful when we can embrace our ethnic background and we can share that through our different platforms and also help us not lose the roots, right? Because there's a big sacrifice that came with our parents making it into the States and the, in the Mm -hmm. American dream, which you and I are living that American dream that they had for us, that that is a reality. While at the same time, We are challenging certain ideas that we think aren't perhaps modern enough, you know, like gender equality, um, which is a big topic in Latin America still, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, abortion rights, being able to talk about sexual abuse, which you do so amazingly On your podcast and in Spanish. So people in Latin America can listen to this and be like, here's this girl challenging the status quo. We should do that, too. And of course, it is slowly changing with the generation. But I think the more that we lead as an example, wherever we may be, it helps kind of spark that that conversation elsewhere. Yep
1: we're kind of breaking the stigma that it was normalized. We're breaking yes. that. We're being like, I keep saying we we're being the change we wanted to see when we were younger. We didn't, we did have the role models, but not the role models that we are now. We didn't have that so much. Often we had mostly American. And I'm like, a, a lot of us go through a lot of shit, a lot of different traumas. Sorry for the language. I'm so sorry. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, we keep it 100.
1: We, <laughs> we go through so much, but yeah. as, Latinos we go through even more because we got to work harder than the white person unfortunately we got to do so much more and the gender pay too and the money we work hard for the in this country we could get paid five dollars and we'll still do a great job that's how it is that's how we are we work hard for anything we do and that's what I'm really proud of because we're not lazy and anything we do, we put our heart and pour it on. And that's where you know we're passionate people and driven and so amazing. And even though some people don't see it, I see it in our culture. And I'm like, oh, I love it. I love it. And I embrace that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 100% on yes on everything that, <laughs> that you just said there. I'm like, yes, preach it to the choir. Listen to anyone. Stand up. Anyone in the back. Like, gotta, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, any future projects that you're currently working on, um, for your podcast?
1: I actually, what I'm doing more now is having other people, interviewing other people like this live that are going through not only women, but men as well and breaking the status quo. My hopeful, hopefully I could have a transgender person here soon. Mm -hmm. Um, that's the goal. And for me, I do want to have, like, pop-up events where I could have, sit down with people, have café con chocolate. And I'm like, wow, I'm actually doing everything I'm, man, like, I'm actually committing and to this. And thing, I was like, yeah. <laughs> and it's getting emotional because, like, these are happy tears. These are genuinely happy tears. Like, I'm becoming the woman I always wanted to be. But if it wasn't for everything I've been through, who knows what I would have done, right? Right. But the woman that I am now, ah. Uh, I love her, and I'm embracing all of her. Little Carla, 5-year-old Carla, 10-year-old, 15-year-old, 20-year-old, and 25-year-old are all hugging her. Even though, yes, I'm only 27, but I just, I'm loving the woman I am, yeah. and the mistakes I may, make, and the, like, everything I've been through, I still have faith, and I keep going, and I'm still kind, and I still, like, that phrase that, that's, that um has been going on a lot in Instagram says, even though you've been through hell and back and you're still kind that sh- that is a superhero and I totally agree cuz mm-hmm. I am a superhero and so are you we're all superheroes and it's just amazing to embrace it and meet people and actually have yeah. a comunidad I'm and, I'm like, ah! and I'm like ah I'm like screaming <laughs> over here my little girl's like <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely it's, it's beautiful yeah, and it's wonderful
0: to witness from the, from the audience perspective as well. Um, any last thoughts or advice to anyone who may be listening to this podcast?
1: That you got this, that anything you say in your mind who you got this. Whatever you're going through, you're it's a season, not your whole journey. And remember that. Keep that in mind. You may be going through the toughest thing ever and you may be hitting rock bottom, but you will get through it and it's gonna be even beautiful and you're gonna embrace that and love it even more so keep on your journey i'm rooting for you we are rooting for you we
0: are rooting for you yes exactly oh my god carla this has been so much fun thank you so much for joining take two
1: <laughs> right take two take two If now there's a take three cool i'm okay with it too <laughs> <laughs> but
0: Um, but yes thank you so much for joining me on this episode today to anyone who's listening please make sure you check the show notes i will include all of the links to where you can follow carla follow her on social media please also listen to her podcast cafe con chocolate it is amazing for anyone who's listening in espanol también está en los dos lenguajes so or anyone that's learning trying to learn um spanish that this is a great way to actually learn which i was thinking that today and i'm like man this is fantastic anyone who's learning spanish could listen to this podcast yep talking about real life topics and also learn Mm -hmm. a little espanol along the way so thank you so much of course
1: en español es universal y puedes aprender cualquier persona y es hermoso
0: <laughs> exactamente exactamente thank you so much carla for joining me today make sure once again you follow her you listen to her because you're gonna get inspired and that's i think the big the main message that she sends so oh,
1: thank, thank you me. so much i'm virtually giving you a hug <laughs> hugs, hugs. you that. are oh, you're amazing i'm thank so proud you to have thank met you, you. i'm ex, like, excited to see your socials and knowing you're gonna go places i already yeah. know and have faith in you
0: yes <laughs> Power. manifesting that putting that out into the universe buenas us all around <laughs> yep <laughs> all right carla thank you so much for joining me you're welcome really, really listening today thank you so much for joining this episode y nos vemos en la próxima